are back. We are back. Welcome to Match Point number nine, a tennis bets podcast. I am one of three hosts here, David E.J. Berger. You can find our show handle at MP9 Tennis. And if this is your first time listening, chances are that's how you found us. Welcome. Hello. And if you're a returning listener, a returning champion, thank you for coming back. Please consider leaving us a review on any of the platforms that you've hopefully subscribed to. Uh, with me as always is uh, number one tennis talking bro. My number one tennis talking bro. I was listening to the show last week and I was like, do people think that I'm I'm proclaiming Derek the number one in the world tennis talking bro? Uh, yes. This is a, a personal designation uh, for Derek. Derek, hello. What's up, everybody? Yeah, I can be your tennis talking bro if you're looking for one. But until then, I'm Dave's tennis talking bro. We got some uh, couple cool tournaments and hopefully we got some cool bets for you. Absolutely. And of course, with us once again is John Reed at JR Tweets Tennis. Uh, you can find him, his own brand, Tidbits Tennis, the Action Network betting expert, Hammer HQ. If you bet on tennis, you know this guy, John. Thank you for joining us once again. Happy to join in, guys. Pretty excited. October has been going very well. It turns out that late season, after the last Grand Slam of the year, with only one really big tournament left, the dogs seem to do well when they can rack up some points they wouldn't normally. So who knew? It's dog season, baby. <laughs> uh, it, it is dog season. And uh, yeah, I've had a, a pretty good week myself. But before we dig into this week, let's do a, a quick recap of last week as this is a gambling podcast. Transparency is king. So let's go over the, the wins and losses uh, from last week real quick. ATP Soul, my bold call of Dennis Shapovalov winning his second title falls just short. Oh boy. Losing in straights to Yoshi Nishioka. If you followed, you did cash Shapo as a small favorite against Brooksby uh, and Albot. I mean, he was a bigger favorite there. But uh, Shapo, I don't know if you guys want to say anything about Shapo. We can keep it moving here. He played pretty well until he did not. Yeah, he actually had three more three more points in that match uh, that he lost in straights. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll lament. I want to move on. I was really mad that night. Uh, all right. We also said uh, Rude was going to bow early, which he did uh, to the eventual champion in Yoshi. Uh, Nori boned us uh, by pulling out. I think he got COVID though. And uh, that didn't really, we didn't predict that. Uh, I think he would have showed up and, and played well for that call, but uh, nice and tidy business there with Seoul. Uh, ATP Tel Aviv, we did have Novak taking that down, which he did. And we had him taking it down against Chile in the final and that played out i also said i like pospisil versus novak at plus six which cashed uh, we had a uh, civilian to beat rendernich as a slight dog that cashed uh lesien to win against caressi that cashed for us these are some good picks here boys good little tournament for us off here i did take the games uh, with chillich against novak uh which did not go out but john i think you were on the under in that match yeah yeah i was on the under there just matched up really well uh, for Novak, even on quicker courts, right? Because Chilich's serve doesn't gain a whole lot from, from quicker courts because it's already so damn good. Uh, and Novak has always thrived at Wimbledon, the Australian Open. He can still return those elite serves on quicker courts and then his own serve playing up. It just makes it so hard to beat him. ATP Sophia, we picked center to take this down for a third straight time, uh, but he gets hurt in a match. He had an ankle injury an ankle injury uh, in a match. He was about to lose anyway to Holger Runa. Runa showing improvement. From his summer form, uh, courts were playing a little slower than I think we said on the pod last week, so that helped him out. Runa loses uh, then in the final to someone that we had in the final, Mark Andrea Husler. Good for us. Uh, if you followed us, you you cashed him along the way. Runa made us look bad. We faded him against Ivashka. Ivashka did. Uh, did lose to Runa. So <laughs> I feel like two episodes ago, the three-way, yeah, we're really into that bet. 
went down with the Emer Rinka. Mm. We were all over Ivashka versus uh, Runa. So the, the the hive mind, not not great the last two weeks. Uh, we split on Musetti against Struve. Musetti won and then lost in the semis to the eventual champ. All right. Well, that was um, some good and some bad. That's the thing, too, is I hope people bet not just Husler to reach the final or in like some sort of outright capacity. It would have been a good outright price, too. But there was value each match along the way. I faded Musetti with him and I ended up fading uh, Runa in the final those quick courts I think they were actually playing pretty quick and you could see it in Husler's game the serve plus one and the ability to come to net and avoid having to play longer rallies where he was committing errors was huge uh you saw Astana the travel spot that had uh and the slower courts killed him but um I hope people did bet him along the way because those quick courts uh really really did help him that lefty game too helps yeah you actually highlighted uh why you were going to back Husler against Musetti on the pod as well so and that was a good price uh, i played that it was uh, a great great win derek uh, do you have any thoughts uh, from last week uh, before we move on to this week yeah it was actually turned out to be a pretty fun week um there's a couple fun finals i mean i caught them uh some replays of them just to catch some tennis and uh i didn't put any bets in just because i didn't watch the semis going into those guys but no still just as a fan of tennis it was a good watch the three sides can sometimes spread the uh the fields pretty thin but uh boiled down to some some tight fun matches for sure all right moving on to this week we got two 500s going on right now uh the rakuten japan open tennis championships in tokyo my first question is is do you guys know what rakuten is yes <laughs> i had no. to look it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh it's some sort of online shopping either company or it gets you deals slash points accumulator i know it's something to do with online shopping and it's a big japanese company that is correct Derek. yeah i had to look it up you don't know what it is either i was I'm going to sound like I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking about, but that's what honestly what I was going to guess. I thought it was some e-commerce sort of thing. Yeah. It's only because they were Barcelona shirt sponsor that I knew that. I looked this up years ago when they were Barcelona before Spotify took over. Uh, they were like the, the shirt sponsor of one of the biggest uh, footy clubs in the world. Well, now you know why companies pay for these big sponsorship spots uh, because, uh, yeah, now I know what the F this company is. Uh, all right. It's the, first <laughs> time, it's the first time back since 2019 for this tournament. Uh, Novak Djokovic won that in 2019. Uh, aside from uh, Kei Nishikori winning twice in 2012 and 2014, this is a rotation cast of winners over the years uh Medvedev won in 18 Goffin won in 17 Kyrgios who's still in the field this year 2016 Walrinka in 15 so and then uh Ronich actually uh was the finalist three years in a row from 2012 to 2015 so serve guys typically do well here although I think these in the past have been traditionally really fast courts I think that the speed is a bit down to compared to years past seeing several breaks uh in sets uh, a lot of breaks and break backs so um whole percentage probably not as high as it used to be i didn't look up the uh the sets this week so uh, i'm off on that one but five of eight matches uh, went to three sets yesterday leading into the quarterfinals here the rest of the way i believe is all going to be played at the Coliseum, which has a retractable roof uh, the roof obviously cancels out a lot of the potential conditions that could have been there earlier in the week for the matches on the out door courts this was also where they played the tokyo olympics so big headline so far rude loses again to the clay grinder munar who i then faded against pedro martinez caught him as a nice dog plus 170 uh any early thoughts on this tournament from uh, you guys i was with you there on martinez he blew the first set break and then was down three love in the second and i went into a meeting and turned it off i was like well 
it was a small play for me, but there it goes. And I came out and he had like crushed in the third. Apparently Munar was cramping. I didn't watch it, but I'd seen on the timeline. So pretty happy about that one. Nice to get that a win like that after so many losses that went that exact same way. Uh, but that, no, that was good. The rude stuff, I think he said it best himself. He goes, I overscheduled. Laver Cup in Europe and then going to the Far East playing Seoul and then the very next week again in Tokyo. He's like late in the season. I think I've overscheduled. I would think that's, I think he's spot on with that assessment. These aren't exactly his conditions anyway. I mean, he's improved his serve and stuff, but if you're going to overplay, like overplay during clay season, man, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's where you should be overplaying. And he has in the past, right? He likes to vulture those two fifties. Well, hell it's like, he's at a, at the two fifty level. He's by far and away the best player on clay right because the other guys of his caliber don't play it so i don't mind him vulturing those and racking up titles and keeping points and finding like establishing a high kind of floor for his ranking by doing that and then take off the 500s late in the year if you're going to play labor cup in europe don't bother or britain not europe anymore but don't bother going to the far east to play in conditions that aren't the best to you and you know, you have travel spots there that hurt you. Totally agree. Like, why is he overworking himself? And he's probably, I don't know, should be saving his energy for the final as well. And plus these courts don't really suit him, like you were saying. Looking at the guys that this court does suit him, I mean, like Tiafo, we got Kyrgios, Borna Chorich. Like, these guys should be pretty fun, like, watching for the rest of this tournament, too. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of fun, Kashmanovic and Dan Evans uh, played one of the matches of the year. A three-set thriller, high quality start to finish. Uh, I was on the Kashmanovich side at plus 105 pre-serve. I thought that ticket was dead in the water. Evan's about to serve this thing out. I think he was up 40-15. And then all of a sudden, uh, insert uh, Undertaker meme or gif <laughs> coming out of the coffin. Uh, unreal finish unreal from start to finish really the quality was i mean i texted derek i, I texted you in the first set saying these guys are putting on a show right now you, you might want to tune in the rallies were pretty spectacular a lot of shot making a lot of i mean kashmanovich was hitting winners that never happens so it was a, a a pretty entertaining match yeah i tuned in in the third set so you can probably lay down that Undertaker meme twice. Kezmanovich was up four to two in that third set. And if you just watch that set specifically, you can understand like the waves of tennis. So he's up four two. And then Evans wins the next three games, going up a break at that point, serving for the match, blows it, and then eventually loses in tie break. I mean, you couldn't really predict what the hell was going to happen, except that you're just watching a game of tennis and anything could freaking happen. So like their game styles, holy crap, like that just made for just great television. And it was like on the edge of your seat sort of thing. But holy crap, I didn't think that I was going to be up late at night watching a Miro catch Monovich match just completely amped up. Yeah, I saw <laughs> uh, Moneyline Chad tweeted out uh, he had. Got in at uh, twelve to one on Kashmanovich when he was uh, uh, when Evans was on serve to to serve it out. So uh, plenty of live ops in that match throughout. Uh, John, did you I, you might have been a asleep for that one or did you catch any of that one? Fast asleep. Bad timing for both of these uh, in terms of the podcast. Uh, we you know we recorded then I do a little edit on this thing mostly cleaning up myself if uh, in the spirit of transparency. So yeah, this is gonna drop probably when the most of these matches are are gonna start. So you know we'll have some info out there ahead of a few of these matches, but uh, for the most part, uh, I think we're gonna be looking towards uh, the scenarios for the semis here. 
But uh, let's get going talking on some draw talk, boys. Uh, first off, I'll just start off with saying I've, I've already locked and loaded Borna Chorich uh, against Chapo, and I already see that it's coming down. I, I played it at minus 145. It's down to minus 140. That's going the wrong way. Who is betting on Chapo to bring that down? Um, form is there, right? That's got to be a form thing. It's it's down to minus 130 at one of the books I, I play at Cool Bet. So I'll, Damn, can I'll, you lay down a bet for me then? <laughs> <laughs> we'll DM, we'll DM after, after we're done recording. Save me 10 cents. I mean, I just feel like, you know, he played a ton last week, but not like a ton ton because he only dropped the two sets a week, both, uh, both of those in the, the final. Um, so that said, every reason he lost against uh, Nishioka is, is why he's going to lose here to George because George is going to just put the ball in play relentlessly until Chapo hits it out. And isn't Chorich, the way he won Cincinnati was because, you know, even though he came up on slower hard courts and clay courts, like I think he's starting to learn that he's added to a serve and it's even like it's accentuated on the courts in Cincinnati, on the potential courts in Tokyo, right? Like, dude, he's going to have a way bigger serve forehand combo than Nishioka, but he has that grinding baseline game to wait out the errors just like Nishi did. And even if he didn't have a, a, a bigger serve now, Chapo can't return, right? It takes... Not, not to be overly critical of him. No, screw that. I'm always overly critical of him. He doesn't have the brain to return. Like that requires point construction, thought process, all the things that Chapo just doesn't have, right? So like he could win. He could redline and win this, of course. But the other thing here worth noting, we talked about this with Huesler and Musetti, lefty forehand into backhand. This is the opposite. Chorich's backhand is better than his forehand, right? So like all that cross-court advantage, Chapo ripping cross-court forehands, He's going to have no advantage there. He's going to have to look to go inside out a lot more to the charge forehand. Does he have the ability to do that though? Can he recognize that? I don't think so personally. We'll see though. We'll see if his coach hasn't prepped to go more to the charge forehand with his own forehand as opposed to cross court. But then again, again, like the cross court allows for more margin for error. When you take margin for error away from him, he's screwed because he already hits errors as it is. It's, it's, it's a very, very tough matchup for Dennis Shapovalov. Yeah, the double faults don't help either. And uh, that was a, a key reason why he lost that title last week. Uh, the guy was double fault. I mean, he was spotting points on serve to get broke. So uh, we'll see if that, uh, that if he cleans that up tonight, that at least gives him a, a fighting shot if he reduces the amount of those. Kyrgios versus Fritz. A, a lot of people here are all over Kyrgios because Fritz had COVID last week. Uh, I think he was minus 170. Now he's up to minus 185. Kyrgios, Fritz at plus 155. Kyrgios had a mismatch kit last night. <laughs> I don't know. That look just made me question his whole commitment to to this week. And uh, he's already <laughs> he's already played yeah, a couple of matches. Uh, he doesn't have to um, get nailed for collecting the check and leaving. But uh, all the other Aussies are out already. It's pretty close to just jet home especially ahead of the weekend <laughs> you know my shack was plus 220 just to win a set there wow just like yes. sweat free plus 220 oh he, he ended up hooking anyone who was on plus four and a half this is why i say especially in certain spots just take the sets if you can get 
like plus money. It's it's more prominent, prevalent in women's tennis. But even in spots like this with Kyrgios, who's so much better than Myshak, if you like the dog and you like Kyrgios to, you know, screw the dog on court for a set, just take the sets. Sometimes you get an even better price with it. Be done with it. And don't worry about Kyrgios taking over and doing exactly what he did. I always feel like people underestimate uh, Fritz and his health. The COVID, I, I can't really predict how his body is going to react to that. He played a long three-setter today against uh, an inferior opponent than Kyrgios. I believe we were all over Fritz potentially beating Kyrgios all summer. You know, these courts, he's won here before. I, I don't know what to make of this match, really. I, I, I feel like it's a full stay away <laughs> for me. When can you count Kyrgios out, especially on a hard court? Like, never? So he's playing against Fritz. And like you said, he had COVID last week. I don't know. It seems like it's an advantage if you take Kyrgios. He's a two-game favorite. I think it's moving out. Like, I've been waiting for Fritz to get to, like, plus 200. And the way he looked against Maria, I feel like he'll end up getting – he's already up to plus 170, you know, some shops. The two games is – it's still there at some places. It opened around even money. It's down to minus 120, though, at Pinnacle, which is like a market setter. Yeah. So you're laying two and a half now around even money most places. And that hook in a match of servers, like, you just know that if you get to seven six six seven and – Fritz is serving first in that third set. You're you're just like, damn. <laughs> That's yeah. gonna be a tough hook because even if he wins seven five or six four curios, at least you get a push on the two. So I feel like this is kind of a match where that hook could come into play, even though it's not not a normal key number. Usually three, three and a half, four, four and a half are the key numbers in tennis. I feel like in this match, like two and a half is might come into play. Like hmm. it's nothing backed up by math. It's just a gut feeling, but it, oh, this just seems like that match. that will fuck you on that two to two and a half. Yeah. Like either way you bet on this one, dude, you're going to be sweating that entire match. No doubt. I feel like that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's just play out the bottom half here. So let's uh, for the first scenario, let's move on curious uh, and, and our choice with Chorich, a curious Chorich. I'm all over Chorich in that one. I'm fading Nick as much as you can't count him out. I really think this guy does not care about this tournament and is looking for a chance to, 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 for someone to, I don't think that he'll just like dump, but I think he will let someone beat him <laughs> or if things aren't going his way. I think, uh, I think he'll just let the, the things not go his way and go home for the weekend. I also think George, he won't be as big a dog as I would like. He'll probably, I, I, I mean, maybe like plus 130 plus 120, but uh, I do think he would be the dog here. I'll, I'll be all over Kyrgios if he's in that thing. I would think he'd be closer to 160, 155, 160. I like it. Let's both um, sides it. If he's, if he's one, yeah, yeah. If he's 130 or 125, that would make Kyrgios somewhere in what, minus 140 range? Dollar seven, 68 to dollar 71. Yeah, 145, 150, 140. I don't know the conversions once you get over that 140 mark from uh, decimal to American, but yeah, I, I'd probably go with Kyrgios. I think I think you'll you'll get more value than than 130. I think maybe I. It depends on how if he crushes Chapo. I think you you could be right too. Right, could be subject to market pressure based on how they look in this in these matches yeah if it's uh, Shapo curios i'm 100 on the curios side uh, i don't think he will let Shapo uh, show him the door <laughs> i think that's, a, that's like a gut check time another week it means another episode of match point nine which means another <laughs> episode of us talking shit on dennis shapovalo <laughs> It's what like about? Every, I can't get away from it. I can't. I can't get away. It's almost it, like people are gonna think I'm the biggest hater, seeking to hate on him. It's like no. It's just he's always there when we record, and so we have to talk about it. And I just don't have many nice things to say. No, right. he's talented. He's <laughs> such like a wishy-washy tennis player. It's like he's pissed us off. He's like excited us. He's pissed us off again, and then 
we think he's back and then he's pissed us off again. And it's just that routine thing. And he's, I don't know, he's just a good topic of conversation because he's Dennis Shapovalov and we don't know exactly what he's going to do, but the chances of him doing something bad, it's pretty high these days. Well, I mean, overall last week, he won me money. You know, he, he lost me, a little, you know, he lost, you know, the, the profit, uh, <laughs> the, you know, the max profit in the final for me, but I, I wrote him for a few matches there in Seoul. So he, he came in and cashed. Uh, I just think all of these players are, are better than him and, and, and the, the lack of rally tolerance is really going to play out uh, against any of these guys. So I, I would play Fritz if it's Fritz Shapovalov. And I think we get a good money line price on that one for sure. Derek, what are, what are your thoughts on these semifinal scenarios? Rios Chorich. I mean, obviously, I would take Kyrgios versus Shapovalov. Even if you want to throw Fritz in this mix over Kyrgios, dude, that bottom half is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I think Kyrgios, Fritz, and Chorich are kind of just on the same level. I think Kyrgios obviously has the advantage there. But, yeah, I, I mean, my gut's saying to take Kyrgios. I mean, I'm just going to go with common sense there. I'm going to ride George all the way to the finals. Uh, sounds like you guys have Kyrgios into the finals. Uh, so let's move to the top half here. We got... Chiafo versus Kashmanovich tonight. Big foe coming in at minus 180. So I have it right now at minus 170 and it opened at dollars or minus 160. Bovada. But it has it has, I think, gotten as low as 155 is. <laughs> it has gotten as low as minus 182. So it's it's it started like minus 160. Foe took money, and now there's a little bit of buyback coming in on the other side. Okay. Yeah, but at least the pinnacle. Bovada's got Tiafo at minus 180 right now, minus two and a half games at minus 115. You know, uh, Kashmanovich is a, a, a hot pick on the outrights uh, pre tournament. Uh, they gave that play out on the. Um, what? Yeah, they gave that play out on the, the game bet match. A great pod uh, on Sundays. With the reasoning being that a lot of these guys have played a lot, and Kashmanovich has not played that much. Pressure legs and longer odds. If everyone's healthy and everything's above board, I think that Tiafa was a horrible matchup for Kashmanovich. Uh, I don't know where the points are coming from for Cash, but he was hitting winners last night at a higher rate than he normally does. So well, maybe he's, uh, he's he's changed his game up a little bit. I think you guys you guys kind of alluded to why he maybe had took some early money or is taking, sorry, the later money. Foe took the early money, expected, right? He's the much better player. His serve plays up in quicker conditions. Went to the U.S. Open final. Like grass has always been his better surface. He, he likes these exact conditions, medium fast to fast, where his game plays up in his and his athleticism on return. Kind of like Djokovic, not saying Foe is Djokovic, but kind of in that same way, right? His game plays up on the quicker surface when he's on serve and his athleticism and ability to return. Like that is something you can't just teach or isn't surface dependent. That is based on the player. And if he has an advantage there over the other guy, that, that really helps you on quicker courts when you kind of close the gap in terms of the power game on a lot of guys, right? I think that's why he likes it. And I, I think you guys alluded to earlier when you said that Kichmanovich played one of the matches of the season. There could be some recency bias in how well he played and how he had to fight back in that match lingering in people's minds being like, did you see how he played last night? How on earth could you make him such a big dog? I think that could be some of the reason we're seeing that, that shift back. I mean, he got absolutely smoked in the first set against uh, Yoshi in the match before. And then he, he was getting bodied in the second set in this match last night against Evans. So I I think the consistency is going to be a challenge for Kashmanovich, especially after an emotional win last night. I mean, let's, this guy was dead to rights. He should have lost that match. Pulled out some amazing shots. 
some a, a stupid error by Dan Evans to uh, let a ball hit the line that he thought was going out. That's how he got broke uh, to stay alive. So it's also, uh, you know, I think a, a season of overreading the narrative of, of guys who played too much. I just like Chiafo in this spot. I, I think he's going to win. No, that was that was devil's advocate. I'm totally with you, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I think that is probably the thought process on what has brought it back from minus 180 to minus one, whatever it is I said earlier, minus 175, minus 170, um, minus 165. Because I agree, this is a good matchup for Tiafo. Not only did Kichmanovich has Kichmanovich played six sets in those two matches, he's played against two players who extend the rallies, right? Who make you hit more balls. And now he's going to have a third straight opponent who does that. Probably the best one and probably the most informed one. I know Nishi won Seoul, but I'd say Foe's run at the US Open probably qualifies as better form than winning a 250 in Seoul against a weak field. So I'm going to say he's playing another similar opponent who he doesn't match up well against, who will probably have at least one set of dominance like Evans and Nishioka both had, plus the wear and tear on his body from those two matches and the higher skill level of Foe than Evans and Nishioka in terms of raw talent. I think Foe should be a bigger, he's at pinnacle, it's off market, but this is, it's a dollar 85 or dollar 84. That's like minus 118 ish. It's not even minus 120 for minus two and minus two and a half is a very cheap minus 105. I think anything up to three there at minus 110 is completely playable. Let's move on to the Martinez uh, Quan match. Uh, Quan, a pretty heavy favorite here at minus 240. I I think Quan's going to win this match against uh, Martinez, more of a clay guy. Uh, you know, especially with that roof on, uh, making it more of an indoor environment for a guy who typically crushes on indoor uh, in Quan. Quan will probably have the crowd on his back as well. Uh, any you know surprise takes here on this Quan Martinez match? No, I'm basically with you on that. I mean, Quan just ripped last year in indoor hard court, so it's it's hard to think that he'd lose to Pedro Martinez here. So, what are the odds though? Martinez is plus 195 so he's actually only a little bit longer than he was against Munar for some reason only 25 cents on the dollar I mean or 20 cents really because I think he was plus 175 which is a bit surprising considering Munar is kind of a stinky hardcore player uh no real resume well, he's been improving I'm- I, I I agree with you there I thought he's actually looked pretty good uh these last two weeks uh, even though he's you know, posted a couple losses let's say it's Quan. Tiafo. Uh, now, this is a spot I, I think that you could find some value on the dog with Quan, um, especially given the history of the the winners here. Not not always um, to expect. What, what do you think about a Quan Tiafo matchup? I, I just don't think he has enough power to get through Tiafo. Honestly, he's got a decent serve. He likes quicker conditions. Play again, game plays up, but it's not enough to get through Tiafo. I don't think. No. Just to make it simple, yeah, I think Tiafo's got that one all the way. Does Tiafo have a title? Yeah, I think so. He's got one. Delray Beach in 2018. Oh, of course. He Peter Peter Goyevchik. I'm going to drive down Narrative Street here, okay? And a lot of people are doing that with these guys that have played a lot. He made a deep run at the U.S. Open, Tiafo. Um, But part of his strategy, or I guess his relationship with with his coach and how he's coaching him, is they're setting goals. And I have to imagine winning a title this year <laughs> is a goal for this team. He's set up here, I mean, to make a final and, and compete for a title here. I mean, if he gets through Kashmanovich, he can beat Quan. Depending on who's on the other side, you know, he he's in a good spot, at least in a final, to win this. I I, I kind of like Tiafo here. If it's Kashmanovich, Quan, 
I'm going to go Kashmanovich. Quan is a, it can be a UE guy, and uh, I, I think that uh, Kashmanovich can keep the ball in play and let Quan cook himself a little bit. Uh, John, what do you think about that potential matchup? I mean, I uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but <laughs> like, I don't. I think I got Kashmanovich there. I think they're yeah. both pretty solid from the baseline. I think Kashmanovich just has a little more to his game than Quan does. He he had a decent Australian Open, I think, too. What did he lose in four sets? or three sets to three close sets to Mo Fies after reaching the fourth round. I wouldn't say he's great on quicker courts, but I think he's been better than he ever, than he was in years past. He hasn't played a ton of quick court tournaments this year. I'll, I can say that. I think he's just a little bit better. He won't be as comfortable on, in these conditions as Quan will be, but I think his game is, is probably a little bit better in that head, that specific head to head matchup. I, I think Torch is going to win this, this whole thing. You guys both have curious. I said when I wrote this, when I wrote up the draw analysis at the start of the week, I did say this is Kyrgios, as so many tournaments are. It's Kyrgios if he wants. It's Kyrgios' yeah. tournament if he wants, right? Like, it, it feels like any tournament that Novak Djokovic is not in at this point in their respective careers, and he's in, It's he's the favorite if he chooses to keep composed the entire week. That's a big if. Yeah, if uh, Tiafo gets through tonight, I'm going to be riding Tiafo uh, in the semifinals. Uh, as well. All right, guys, let's pivot to the other one, the Astana Open in Astana, Kazakhstan. Uh, save your uh, Borat jokes, please. They're tired and they're played they're out. Nice. And uh, all right, that was kind of funny. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Never not funny, actually. <laughs> I take it back. Uh, all right, uh, slower indoor hardcore tournament. This got bumped up from a 250 to a 500 this year. It's the third year. Milman and Quan are the past winners. Big headline so far. Down goes Alcaraz to Goffin. I think, uh, whatever, that's fine. <laughs> the kids played a lot. I, I mean, well, not really. He, has, I mean, he even said, he's like, well, the court conditions were just too slow, a.k.a. I couldn't just ball bash through him, and I lost. He, he, only, he's only, he only played two matches at the Davis Cup since the U.S. Open win September 11th. Like, it's, he's played two matches in a month. He hasn't played that much. He just, he, this is what I've said. Like, remember the half glass full, half glass empty way of looking at Alcaraz? This was the half empty way. He's still got a long way to go. Because, well, the, the court conditions were very even. He used that as an excuse. Like, yeah, he, he couldn't hit through Goffin, and he committed a ton of errors. That's what he does. Like, when he gets rally tolerance down, he's just watch out. He'll he, he'll compete for the GOAT status. Yeah, I didn't know he complained about something. Usually he doesn't get all that vocal in his press no, It wasn't a complaint. Sorry, yeah. it wasn't a complaint. They just asked, why is it, you know, your U.S. Open champion? What did you have trouble with today? He goes, well, they play a little slower. and be, You know, so I wasn't able to hit through them and the errors came. And, like, he explained it that way. He wasn't like, oh, I hate this, like Medvedev oh, okay. style. Like, okay. oh, I hate this. It's dogs playing dirt. Why are we on clay? Like, it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Boy's shoes are dirty. All right, well, Nick Kyrgios. I shouldn't be giving him a a free pass, I guess. Uh, It's a good point, John. And uh, you know what? We've been saying uh, look for spots to to play against Alcaraz, and that was a a pretty good one. I'm sure Goffin was a massive dog. Uh, Goffin then turned around and lost to Manorino in three. So, (laughs) (laughs) Who also doesn't like slow conditions, by the way, who also prefers the courts quick. (laughs) Yeah, so yikes. Cashed a nice win myself uh, with uh, Rusevori against the Sophia champ, Husler, Hubie. I also played at minus two against Bublik. Thank you for showing up, QB, and not uh, collecting a, a check and leaving. Missed on Coda versus Fokina, which I, I spied and I just passed on. I wish I would have hit that one. I uh, did not think this was, what, was a great setup for Fokina. And then I liked the over. 
uh, and, and Hanchinoff last night against Chilich. Uh, I also passed on that, but those, those both hit. Let's turn the page to, to this weekend, though. The cream of the crop is left in this field. You guys ever heard of Novak Djokovic, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Hubie Herkash, Andre Rublev, and these guys are all playing to Ren. I think they're all locked and loaded to, uh, to be there uh, already, so not a ton to, to play for in that aspect. Um, but Pride is on the line here. It's a 500, so you know Rublev is a name to look <laughs> out for. <laughs> he is Mr. 500. Let's uh, let's just go to uh, Medvedev versus RBA here. RBA is shooting up a little bit. He's plus 210 now uh, as a as a dog. Line is three. Here's the thing. An inform RBA, I would I would love to play an inform RBA against uh, this Medvedev we've been seeing recently. But RBA has had a bit of a walkabout year as well. So I don't know about this one. Uh, I, I do think that Medvedev has played pretty well this week. I mean, he's went and covered both his matches uh, this week. And uh, it was a big fat six against Ramos. And Ramos, you know, not a great hard quarter, but it was, with the slower conditions, he thought maybe he could cover six games in a three-set <laughs> match. But no, no, he did not. Uh, <laughs> pretty straightforward takedown of uh, Rusevori, who has played well in this tournament uh, before. So uh, Med looking uh, trending up after we have uh, seen him trend down a little bit. Uh, what do you think about Med versus RBA here? Yeah, if I've learned anything from this podcast, it's that Med's not as good as I think he is. But still, like, I, I can't just fade him. Like, it, it just seems like not the Feels right wrong. Move. Yeah, it does. And against RBA, just, I don't know. Like, I would just purposely stay away from this one it's funny because like the head-to-head people are going to love bautista Agut here and i am on i'm the other way i love daniel medvedev in this spot it's going to be my write-up for betting expert tomorrow so you can get you know my full detailed analysis there but ultimately again like rba has the 4-1 head-to-head lead how are you gonna play <laughs> medvedev i mean the only relevant matches again were this year you could okay. Let's give Miami slow court 2021. It was only like a year and a half ago. RBA crushed them um, in Miami. They split their two matches this year. Medvedev bitch slapped him in the first one, and then RBA bitch slapped them back in the second. So like wash. I just think that like Medvedev actually pro when he's in form like this, he profiles well against RBA. RBA doesn't come to net, and that's what you need to do really. That's what really has frustrated Medvedev. That's the book on him. He's got the huge serve, and then he sits back and defends and waits. And guys have started to come to net. Even Taylor Fritz came to net a ton when he played him, and Fritz doesn't like coming to net. He just did it anyway because if you don't, Medvedev is going to run everything down, and with his wingspan, he's going to get everything back. RBA doesn't come to net. He he's the same kind of baseline grinder. He wants to stand in on on and behind that baseline and hit all day if he has to. Medvedev is going to be a bit better at that. Medvedev has got the bigger serve. Medvedev has the ability to flatten out, be a bit more aggressive. I just love Medvedev in this spot at anything under four and a half games at three at four. I would have been in uh, for a standard staking. It's minus three and a half right now, minus one Oh five at the time of recording at pinnacle. That to me is just way too low. It crosses key numbers. It's dirt cheap. I'll be on Medvedev. Like, again, I, I just don't understand the, the, the counterpoint other than RBA leads head to head. It's like, okay, great. I mean, it's looked pretty good this week. And uh, you know, the fact that he's back out there, clearly he wants to uh, kind of wipe, wipe away some of his bad results uh, over the last few weeks uh, and try to work on that consistency. Uh, all right. The winner of that match will take on the winner of uh, Hachinov versus Djokovic. So the winner of that match will take on Novak Djokovic. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I have Novak winning this whole thing. This guy's playing awesome right now. He's smashing dudes. He's not, he's he's looking pretty 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 good. I mean, whew, 
I don't know if you guys have been watching any of this Djokovic guy lately, but uh, woo, he's back. Yeah, if I'd say if Manorino doesn't win this whole thing, I think Novak's got this. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Mano, yeah, I mean Novak. I mean maybe Hanchinov surprises and and beats Novak. I I find that highly. Um, uh, unlikely, especially on these slower courts. Novak is uh, six and four versus Medvedev. Obviously, he lost U.S. Open last year. That was kind of a weird, weird one. Nine and three versus RBA. So uh, I know that you just poo-pooed head to head, but there's the head to head versus the two guys he could be playing. I- I'll be if it's uh, if it's Djokovic Medvedev, I'll I'll be all over Djokovic. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, look in slower conditions, Djokovic is just going to be. I mean, Djokovic has lost two matches, not non exhibition matches take out lever cup he's lost two matches in like five almost five and a half months right like since belgrade he lost to carlos alcaraz in the third set tie break on clay and then rafael nadal in four sets the fourth set went to a tie break on clay those are the only two losses he's had since the start of may right like he won rome he won wimbledon he won last and he hasn't and he's dropped a total of six games in four sets this week the guy is on a mission like you you mandated like the rest of the tour, like, yeah, you banned him from certain tournaments over his stance on COVID and his vaccination status. Whatever you think of that. The one thing that has happened from all that, you've mandated he rest. Like, you're not going to let him play, so he's going to be fresh. Every freaking place he shows up at, he's going to be fresh. And he is just crushing souls right now as a result. So I have a Hatchinoff quarter ticket. I'm hoping that winning Tel Aviv and the you know, thousands of miles in travel would have been like, ah, it's a 500 in freaking Kazakhstan. I'm not going to Kazakhstan for like 500 points and some cash. Well, he did. And I mean, I had a plus 750. I was like, if he pulls out and I get this in, you know, before the whole withdrawal, I mean, I, I liked his draw. I knew he potentially had Chilich, but Chilich was in that same boat as Djokovic, made the final in Tel Aviv, had that travel. I was like, I really like Hatchinov in his first match. I like it to be Chilich. All of a sudden, he's in that quarter. And if it's not Novak, I'm sitting on a nice ticket. And then, lo and behold, it's not just Novak. It's Novak, you know, destroying people's lives on the tennis court. So I've already written that plus 750 up as a lot. He's uh, laying five games against Hatchinov. Uh... Wow, no respect. And the books know this guy's on one. <laughs> um, Again, if you're going to take, by the way, if you're going to take the dog here, like the Kyrgios Myshak talk, take the sets. Because yeah. if, if Hutchinoff redlines, he redlines for like a 6-4, 6-3 set. And then the errors come in and he loses the second 1-6. And now all of a sudden you're sweating that third set to get three games on a push, right? Yeah. Uh, depending, or two or three or four, depending on whether it's a 6-3 or 6-4 first. But if you were to redline a set, take the cash and walk away. Be like, I've got my plus money ticket already cash i don't give two hoots if he loses the next one love six you know yeah i'm totally with you on that one like Hatchinoff is definitely a red line kind of guy and this is exactly where he would do that uh, i'm not saying take it i'm just saying if you do like it yeah think about how you're going to approach don't just blind take the games because that's what the, the normal thing is to do like try and if you have sets try and go that way instead all right looking at the top half here rublev is uh laying four games against man and reno rublev has looked pretty good uh this week as well i, I thought you know a couple potential letdown spots uh, against jera who gave him a hard time at the uso slower uh conditions uh he had no problem against jera well, I should he he did face a couple of break points in the first set, but he quickly got out of that. Then broke Jera, and the rest is history. He walked out of there in straights. Zhang was um you know a popular dog at least maybe to win the, the first set. Yeah, he beat him six three six two. Handled biz there. 
He's looking pretty good. He's looking pretty good. I think he's probably going to, you know, beat Manorino here. I don't think we need to dive in too much into that one. Anyone think Manorino has a, a shot here? No, pass. This one is good. And uh, we we got a true pick em here uh, as uh, Hubie is uh, even money and uh, Pass is minus 120. So there's a little difference between them, but essentially pick em prices. I like... Pass here. Slower conditions. QB. Here's the thing about this match is like we can't look at a lot of the angles we're bringing into these other matches. Both have not played all that much because they keep losing. And then you know for for these guys, uh, the conditions actually do lean a little bit towards Sitsipas. I think with the slower conditions, he is uh, a guy that typically does a little bit well in QB being a serve guy. Although he does well in Florida with those slower hard courts. So hey, he's not exactly a slouch. Yeah, I'll take the, a slight favorite. CC Ponce hasn't done anything for a while. Feels like he needs to resurface as uh, one of the top players in the game here. At least like, I don't know, do <laughs> do something with his life for once. I don't know how you guys feel. Exactly. I, I think you nailed it. The slower condi- on a medium hard court, medium fast hard court, probably more of a dead pick em. Maybe Hubie a little favored. These conditions, I think you nailed it. Slightly favored Pass, like the market reflects. I think it's everything is just about right here. And then I, I have Pass beating Rublev. Like I said, I, I, I'm on the, I'm going to go down my narrative street here. I think it's time for Pass to resurface and, and be a top player uh, on this tour this week. Uh, Rublev, I don't think these conditions are, are great for him, although he's been playing well here. So I, I don't want to like completely poo-poo his chances, but uh, I do think, Again, it's a conditions favor Steph more than they do uh, Rublev here. Derek, you have any thoughts on this uh, top half? Go back to that Hurricats, Sitsi Poss. I'd probably just take the over in that one. I'm not a really over-under guy, but I can't see either of these two dudes beating each other in straights. So let's sit with that. And then... I think a tie break is definitely in play. Yeah. See, like, even if you get a tie break, you can still hit that over if it's a two-setter, too. But either one of those guys against Rublev, I got to imagine, I would take either Sitsipas or Hurricats, whoever wins that one, to go move on to the final. I don't know if I would go down with uh, Sitsipas going all the way to the final for sure, but I don't know. I'd be hesitant about that. I'd reevaluate that based upon how they perform in the quarterfinals. Now, are there any um, games, a certain number? Let's say Novak is in the final. Okay, let's just pencil him in there. Is there, what would it take? What kind of number would you need to play any of these guys? Hercash, Tsitsipas, Rublev against yeah. Novak in the final. I'd need a four and a half or five against Rublev. I hate that matchup for Andre Rublev. I really do. He beat um, him uh, once, right, though? At uh, Earlier this year on clay. It was, it was Novak's first tournament back, though. That was Belgrade, yeah. The, the way Novak's playing right now, though, I'd want a, a lot of games there. I, I'd honestly need fewer with the other two guys. Just Hercatch's ability to serve. I think if you were to simulate it a thousand times, like he'd be able to keep things close with his serve in the vast majority of them. I'm not saying he would win the majority. I think, you know, three and a half, four games. And with Sitsi Pass, like he's got the athleticism to stick with Djokovic. The slower conditions means his backhand isn't rushed. He can set it up and he still has the big serve. It's why Sitsi Pass has given Djokovic trouble on clay. I think he'd give him trouble here. That one I'd only need, you know, two and a half, three three games not okay you know I, I probably say it's it should be at two and a half three games i'd want three and a half to play it but i, I wouldn't need to get to that you know four that full break each set um to play sitsi pass against djokovic i don't think i'd have to reevaluate because again djokovic's recent form might influence that but i'm pretty sure my numbers would spit out a, a two and a half or three um as the line so three and a half would probably be playable especially if it's in that minus 105 to even money range versus a minus 110 
Yeah, I like that um, three and a half with uh, City Boss. Uh, you figure, you know, things can just go totally straightforward for Novak here. Um, and uh, just variance might come into play as well. Uh, so, you know, he's done well against him in the past. Uh, so I don't think confidence will be be an issue. Uh, and if, if he's in form, uh, you know, that's all we can ask for. All right, guys, I feel like we have reached the end here. Uh, any any lingering thoughts uh, anyone wants to say? Any, any Anyone have any football picks? Uh, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. <laughs> we are in the prime and end the show with the football pick. I got one, man. Everyone's talking way too much about Geno Smith. Uh, give me the Saints to cover five and a oh, half. We're talking American weekend. football? American football. Yeah, American football. <laughs> give me the Saints this weekend. Uh, Seahawks team total what? under. I'm full fading the Seahawks this week. This was way too much Geno <laughs> Smith love all week. I am the furthest thing, furthest thing from a sharp NFL better, but I do enjoy cutting the unit size drastically uh, and joining in with some gambling, uh, if you will, on the NFL. I mean, so for me, I would probably say I, I, I've actually got the Saints tab injury report open and I'm refreshing it every day because once again today, no Jameis, no Michael Thomas in practice. It's two days of DNP in a row, so I'm staying away from them. I would like, I don't know, I'd go with like a, a teaser that involves teasing down Green Bay through both the seven and the three, and then teasing like Minnesota through the seven and the three and take those two NFC North opponents playing non-existent offenses would be my thing. But again, I'm a square, I'm terrible at NFL betting, but I'd go with like a nice teaser on those two phases. Oh, I, I hate finish. teasers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm just, I, all I know is that it's the only time you should do is when you can get them through the seven and the three or with dogs, the, you know, the reverse. It's basically Minnesota money line plus Green Bay, minus a tie, obviously, and then Green Bay minus like two or two and a half or something. I, I'm I'm fine doing that uh, and getting those down through the three. At least at Bet365, those are the numbers. I know elsewhere they're up to like eight and a half or nine, so I don't know what it'll be like, but that's what I got to go with. All right. Well, football is a great teaser sport um, and probably the best um, out there, actually. So, uh, all right, guys. Well, I feel like we have said it all uh, on this week, and uh, if you have made it here and you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe wherever you're listening to us and uh, yeah, give us a shout out maybe if you're enjoying the content. And uh, until next time, see you in the court.